Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. It's always a good day when you get to talk about football, yes, baby. Sir. And it's officially the beginning of a new month, so it's looking forward to a nice February, hopefully. So, yeah, uh, hopefully for to... you, anyways. We can have possibly. We're uh, <laughs> less than two weeks away from a possible very good. Super Bowl Sunday, but let's get into how we got to that point. Let's get there. So let's start off with that AFC title game when the Bengals down 21 to 3 at halftime roared back in the second half, led by Joe Burrow. And of course, that Bengals defense stymieing Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and bringing them all the way back to a 27 24 overtime victory in Arrowhead. It's pretty cool, but, I mean, think about this too, dude. How many years has the Super Bowl gone through Kansas City? Four straight years you had to, the winner would have to move, go through Arrowhead to get to the Super Bowl. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. Four years. That is nuts. That's saying a lot, dude. It is. It's saying a lot about how well that, that team's ran. Uh, unfortunately, but that, they've only been to two themselves. Yeah, but that also says a lot about the Bengals. I mean, mm-hmm. coming back. The way they did oh, and coming back in overtime and winning this thing was mm-hmm. pretty freaking cool, dude. Right. And uh, it was funny because um, you you listened to the phone call I had with my cousin TJ, and we were sitting there talking about it. And he's like, man, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs blow them out. And I said, 
I thought that originally too. But we just sat here and watched what Kansas City did to Vegas, and then they went into Tennessee against the number one rank or number one seeded team in the AFC off a of bye week who were getting Derrick Henry back and shut down the basically their running game for the most part. Picked off um, Tannehill three times and won the game. And now they're going to Arrowhead. And I'm like, and I told you, if they got to go to Arrowhead rather than Buffalo, that was going to be a little bit better because of the weather is nasty in Buffalo, and then they end up having a decent um, weather in Kansas City. Yeah. So it played out a little bit better. Um, and I was just like, <laughs> so I was just like, I don't know. Cincinnati just seems like. They're not afraid of anybody, and they didn't let the moment get too big for them. It looked like in the first half because of the way Mahomes was, you know, making plays. But uh, we're gonna have to watch out because, you know, you've got you got Burrow that's just mm-hmm. for his for as young as he is, he is poised beyond his years. Absolutely. And you got Chase, mm-hmm. and them two yeah. connecting together. Yeah, and then, I mean, hey, they they've been doing it for years. So, yeah. I mean, and then you got Mixon. Mm-hmm. And Mixon's a good running dude, back. man. Well, and you know, and T. Higgins and Taj Boyd aren't slack jaw yeah. receivers either. Yeah, so they so. got a three headed monster at receiver. They got um, C. Was it C. J. Uzama or Uzuma? I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uzmanzada. No, 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 Uzma. The Uzma. Tight end. Oh yeah, yeah. Who did get hurt in that game? But if he comes back healthy, that's another aspect of the passing game that will be beneficial. And of course, the running game because he's a good blocking tight end as well. Uh, but yeah, and it's bad because now you sit there and look at it and go, man, if he didn't get hurt last year, I'm not saying they're going anywhere last year, anyways, because it was you know it was what it is. But if he didn't get hurt, I hate to say it, but I don't think Herbert wins Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah, I I totally agree with that, and I hate to say that because we love her. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be quite crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. I we need to get into this other game, man. What you right. think? Yes, sir. So the NFC Championship game featured division rivals, hated division rivals, going back all the way to their first time together in California, into the fifties to the late to into the sixties, seventies, of course the eighties. We all know and early nineties before we moved to St. Louis, the Rams versus San Francisco 49ers. This one was a hellacious battle between two bitter rivals, and I loved. Well, I didn't really love it, but I loved no, the ending. No, I didn't you didn't love it. love it. I thought you were gonna have a heart attack. I had about five, I think. Oh man, dude, I was like, oh lord. Or at least palpitations, but <laughs> um, you know the Rams. You know we jumped out, got that you know early lead, and then the Niners turned right around, tied it right back up, and then we didn't really do much in the first half. And San Francisco was kind of taking over the game, jumped up to a ten point lead, and it was starting to look all doom and gloom. And then we drive down, we get that touchdown. Like all right, here we come, we're coming back. We get the ball back. And Stafford, Stafford's, about killed me. He throws that deep pass right up the middle between two receivers, and the safety for the Niners, Terrace, had a chance at it. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, it's over. And he dropped it. And I'm like, we have life. Yeah, <laughs> that man. That was unbelievable. That Definitely, that. dude. I'm just like, 
Holy crap. That was crazy. Because you and I both went, Ooh. And I'm like, no, yes, he dropped it. Um, yeah, there, there's a couple things I want to say about this matchup. I'm not going to be a complete homer here, but I think the 49ers are dirty douchebags. Oh, yeah. And uh, the way they played off the line all night on the offensive line mm-hmm. was bullcrap. They were holding and holding and holding. Because I'm sorry, you've got Aaron Donald on the other side. And Von Miller. And Von Miller. And Leonard Floyd. Mm-hmm. You're telling me there's not, that they're not getting to Jimmy G? Right. You're telling me not at all? Yeah, right? Not until late in the game? Yeah, I call bull crap. Absolutely. Not only that, and some of the dirty hits they were pulling. Yeah. Which was it's, absolutely crazy. Yeah. The cheap shot Fred Warner put on Stafford after that first interception that he did throw. And they didn't call it. And they didn't call it. Uh, He got hit a few times late after throws. Yeah. They didn't call it. And it was just, it was ridiculous. And then uh, Greenlaw, who I absolutely cannot stand, who got away with a few times with cheap shots and body slamming players. Yeah. And they didn't do anything about it. It was just ridiculous. And, I mean, we're lucky to come out of that game with a victory. Um, uh, the defense really stepped up in the fourth quarter, even though we were down 10 points, shut them down completely, um, started making havoc in the backfield for Jimmy Garoppolo. And the Niners, for some reason, stopped going to Debo. Debo Samuel was owning us all game long, whether it was a yeah. quick pass and he'd take it and get 10 yards out of it, or that one little screen that he took for 50 for a touchdown. Or even in the running game, they went away from him, and it was really dumb. It helped us, of course, which was great, but yeah. I was just shocked when sitting there going, why did you stop going for Debo? You guys are dumb, but um, I kind of I do feel a little bad for Jimmy because I, I like Jimmy. I just don't like the teams he's played for so far in his career, yeah. obviously. I never liked New England. Well, yeah, I'm who not, does? I can't say I never liked New England. I liked New England before they became cheaters with yeah. Brady and stuff, but. Um, and I've never liked the Niners. Uh, and absolutely, I've respected some of their players, Jerry Rice, Montana, Steve Young, but I, I never liked the team at all. And that's where I'm just sitting there like, you know, I feel bad for him because he's he's playing through a, a thumb injury on his throwing hand, a bum shoulder on his throwing arm, and he's trying to get through it. And, you know, his – his offensive line finally breaks down, and, and and not only that, but you know you're playing your last your last year, right? Oh, you know you know for a fact that you're playing your last year. No matter how well you play, mm-hmm. you took that team to the freaking playoffs, and they're gonna replace you. And mm-hmm. I just think it's bullcrap, just because this Trey Lance is is what younger, and you know he's your future, whatever bullcrap, dude. Jimmy G is taking them to the Super Bowl. That's taking them to the Super Bowl. Almost took them again. Yeah. And this is the things he's going to get. I mean, I get it, too. He, he, wasn't, he hasn't been healthy, but also at the same time, your offensive line's been cr- kind of crap. Yeah. It, it took you getting Trent Williams to at least bolster your offensive line to do decent enough. Since that's all they talked about was Trent Williams. Yeah. Trent Williams, Trent Williams. Right. So it's just uh, – and I'm, and I'm sorry, but Fox – you need to change your 18. Get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman off your 18 because that I'm tired of listening to that crap. That biased garbage is just ridiculous. If it ain't 
one thing, it's another. They don't like neither one of them like the Rams for whatever reason. And of course, if it's a Cowboys game, they're both going to be all over the Cowboys. Oh yeah. Only because Troy played and Joe Buck grew up liking the Cowboys. Yeah. And Joe Buck hates the Rams just because they left St. Louis. It's like, you didn't even like us to begin with. So what do you care we left? We went back to L.A. Shut up. You don't care. You're a Cardinals fan because of your dad. And you're a Cowboys fan because of Troy Aikman. And I think Roger Staubach. He liked Staubach and then he liked Aikman. Yeah. So other than that, he can just, you know, piss off. <laughs> you know, I'm t- it's like, shut up, dude. <laughs> Yeah, they were pretty biased during this game. They didn't really have much nice things to say about the Rams. Mm-hmm. They did they did boast up a little bit about, you know, Cooper Cup, which I, I like that. You can't really not. You can't, right? I mean he's he's one of the best. Yeah. And when he's done with his career, he's going to topple over a lot of the best of the best. Yeah. Because he's still fairly young. Right. And man, that that dude has hands. Oh, hands and moves like no other dude. He just glides across the field. It's like, how are you that? Because everybody's like, well, look at his forty time. Well, yeah, but look at his football speed because his football speed with pads on, he's basically untouchable. And he's smart. He knows exactly when to make the proper cut and how to set up the cut and everything else. Yeah. And like they said, they even noticed when the um, first touchdown in the fade uh, into the. The corner route. He doesn't even give it up that he's going to make that bolt to the corner. He's basically run straight like he's going straight, and then right at the last possible second, heads right for the corner. Dude, you know what I loved about that? When he caught that ball and you seen him look down at his feet to make sure he was going in. Right. That is totally a great wide receiver, dude. They right. they they know their surroundings. They know what they have to do to be in bounds mm-hmm. for that for that catch and. He got that touchdown. Checking his feet, making sure if he lands, he can also land where he can get his hand down inbound if he needs to. Yeah, it was freaking awesome, dude. I was just like, dude. Awareness of where he's at is is not matched by many. And there are matchable. And and you know what? I have to to give props to your your guys' tight end you had other than Higby because Higby got hurt. Higby got hurt early, and Kendall Blanton stepped in and stepped stepped up. He stepped in and stepped up. A lot of guys, especially when you don't play a lot all year, can fold under that kind of pressure. Oh, yeah. Because now he's the only active Ross, active tight end on the roster right now. Yeah. With Higby also questionable going into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll figure that out because <laughs> um, I believe Harris is still going to be out with injury for a while too. And uh, we already lost Johnny Munt earlier this year for the whole year. So uh, that's where I'm just sitting there like, unbelievable job by him. His blocking was um, superb, oh, yeah. and he made good catches, big plays when he needed to. It was just fantastic to step up like that and and be there for your team when he uh, we needed him. And other than the two errant passes, the one that resulted in the interception and the and the goal line situation, which he threw heavily into traffic, and then the deep pass that was luckily fucking dropped. Stafford had another good game. Yeah. And I'm tired of hearing everybody saying, well, why didn't he do this in Detroit? Uh, bad ownership, bad management, bad coaching. Sure, they had a pretty good defense when Sue was there. They had Calvin Johnson. But no one could coach up the team, and no one could manage the team in the front office well enough to make this work we, We've seen that all the way back from Barry Sanders, bro. They just yeah. they can't get it together. No. 
It doesn't matter who they have as quarterback. It doesn't matter who they have star-wise. They can't get it together. And it's it's very sad to see because the Motor City is it's on and popping, dude. And it should it should have a badass football right. team, but they just don't. Right. We've seen this back all the way when they got Joey Harrington. We all knew Joey Harrington would be a good NFL quarterback. He didn't really get his opportunity after Detroit because he was gunshot because he got hit so many times. They're like, we'll just keep getting you first-round receivers. Build that offensive line so it protects his Yeah. Ass. We saw it with Derek Carr's older brother, David Carr, who got drafted that year by the Texans first overall. Yeah. He couldn't do anything with that crappy old line in, in Houston. You're telling me Derek's that much better than David? I don't think he's that much better than David, but David never got a proper opportunity and got crushed constantly. Yeah. You get gun shy back there because you don't know if your offensive line is going to hold up. Granted, also, it's not Houston's total fault because they were an expansion team when they got him, but they didn't really make the proper moves in the first few years to help help set him up either. Yeah. It was kind of basically car and prey for poor car. And then the same thing with Joey. You can get him all these talented wide receivers, but if you don't give him an offensive line that can keep him upright, yeah, because he's got he's got to be able to have enough time to get rid of the ball. If you don't have enough time to get rid of the ball, yeah, it don't it, matter. It don't matter. We've yeah. seen it last year with Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year, yeah. See what happens when they boost that line. Yeah, <laughs> you know, still got sacked nine times against the Titans, but still. But still, <laughs> just say. But still, he's a beast, man. He can right. take it. If you give him the time, though, yeah, he's gonna make plays, especially with Jamar Chase. So that does set up the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. The Rams are going to, even though they're at home, are going to be the away team technically. Still get to use their locker room. Cincinnati has to use the Chargers' locker room. And Cincinnati gets to choose the jersey, and then the Rams will get to choose the uh, get to pick the coin toss when. Um, it, to open the game, and of course, if overtime is necessary, they'll get to do that as well as the designated rookie. I'm so confused with that, <laughs> <laughs> but it's in LA the first time in a long time, and it's it, it's home team. It's bro. oh yeah, they're the home team. But <laughs> I'm just saying though, it's nice to have the Super Bowl back in LA, uh, and it's also great because this is the second year straight year that the host team is in the Super Bowl in its stadium. Never done in the previous 54 Super Bowls, the last two straight, have the host team has also been in it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. That is freaking cool, dude. Um, if the Rams can get to Burrow like Tennessee got to Burrow, I think we have a better shot than Tennessee because our guys, when we come in, go for strip sacks. Yeah. And if we can knock the ball out of his hands – out of Burrow's hands and give ourselves more possessions on offense. You know, we got to not only strip it, we got to recover it too. But if we can, so if we got to him nine times, like Tennessee did, on top of that, strip it at least three times and at least recover one, maybe two, give ourselves an extra possession or two, I think we can beat Cincinnati. Uh, my only worry is I do like Ramsey over Chase because Ramsey's a veteran. He should be able to handle that yeah. pretty well. My only problem is is Darius Williams versus either Taj Boyd or T. Higgins. Oh, yeah. That's my only worry because Taj Boyd and T. Higgins are veterans. They're not rookies. But I'd still rather have Ramsey on Chase because if we can at least keep Chase in check, 
it puts pressure on Higgins and Boyd to step up more, which could cause some problems. Yeah. Not saying that they couldn't, just saying the more pressure on them, I think the better for us. So we'll see what happens, though. And it's definitely going to be interesting. I can't wait to see it. Absolutely. I'm kind of scared, but, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be a good game. Yes, yeah, sir. So we got some things to cover, some shockers. Um, we'll start with the first shocker first because it was actually announced first. It was announced last Tuesday officially, um, and we didn't really get a chance to cover it because it wasn't really part of our notes. But Sean Payton, the New Orleans Saints head coach, stepped down as head coach of the Saints. Wow. Yeah, dude, he's been with the Saints for a very long time, and mm-hmm. he, he's one of the better head coaches out there. So yeah. this is a big shock to the NFL and a big shock to us fans because mm-hmm. I didn't think he'd be going anywhere for a while. I didn't so. think so either. Especially because literally the team is a quarterback, competent quarterback. We were talking about this. Why not try to go get Rodgers? Yeah. Try to get Russell Wilson. Maybe try to even get Garoppolo. Yeah. Because you're a competent quarterback away from being back into Super Bowl contention. But I get it, too. He said he's been burnt out. He said he. it sounded like he was actually willing to even go when Breeze went last year. But he ended up deciding to stay one more year. Yeah. The way he it sounds, the way he's been talking in interviews, it sounds like he's been burned out for a while. And he just kind of went ahead and did this season, anyways. But it, I'm just a little shocked because um, it made it nine now openings for head coaching positions at that point. Uh, and it was, and I feel bad a little bit for the Saints because now all of a sudden you're a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to the head coaching search. Yeah, and not only that, but you know you're. You're just trying to get your team used to not having Drew Brees around. Yeah. Now it's kind of whole rebranding. So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be different. It is. It's going to be definitely weird um, to say the least. It's going to be interesting to see who they bring in. Um, I just don't know who it's going to be. Obviously, we don't have any insights insiders, so we can't say anything. Uh, we know as soon as basically Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport know. So yeah. <laughs> it's basically when we know. Um, I just I just wonder what you do though as, as the ownership and management. Do you go do you go with a offensive minded coach again to follow up what Sean Payton was building with the offense, or do you go defensive minded now after you've had the offensive minded guy? Because I've heard Dennis Allen right now, who was the defensive coordinator, is the favorite at this point in the uh, in the sweepstakes apparently for head coaching with the team. Yeah, man, I'm not sure, but I would say stay offensive minded because your players are already used to it, mm-hmm. and like you said, they're only a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team. Yeah. So I don't think you you defend or, you know, change it up that quick because in order to do that, you're just going to have to rebrand your whole... You're just going to have to... True. Swipe the slate clean and just, you know, do something different. All right. Then again, though, if you did hire your defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, maybe he can retain most of the... Yeah. Most of the coaching staff anyways. Yeah. And then that way you at least still have continuity in that aspect. That too. It'll, so. it, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what happens with this. 
I can't wait um, because, you know, like you said, maybe get Russell Wilson in there or, or even Jimmy G. I don't know about Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is just – he's just a, a – I don't know. It's just – to me, it's publicity for him. No matter what he does, it's just a show. True. So. All right. So we did have our first announcement of a official head – coach hiring and that was going to be the Denver Broncos first who hired offensive coordinator from the Green Bay Packers Nathaniel Hackett Hackett of course has been like you said the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers um, he's worked with Aaron Rodgers so some are already speculating that this is a good sign for Denver if they're going to try to go after Aaron Rodgers this offseason it definitely is a good sign um, I think it might happen you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll definitely make it a lot easier of a transition for Aaron Rodgers to go with somebody he knows. Right. So we'll see what happens. And knows him very well, too. Yeah. Um, it, it's not surprising either. I figured they were going to get an offensive-minded guy after the def- having the defensive-minded guy this last time in Vic Mangio. Uh some people didn't even think Fangio should have been fired because he never got an opportunity to get a quarterback to help his offense anyways, even though he was a defensive guy. But he, never, he was basically stuck with Drew Locke and ended up being Teddy Bridgewater, and he didn't really get an op- option for a true talent. And um, when it became known that Rodgers was willing to leave and Denver was one of the places he was willing to go, um you know, it just made you wonder if he really should have been fired in the first place. But not surprising, though, they went offense. Not surprising at all, dude. All right. So next up, the Bears made another um, hire as for their head coach. Is This time they went defensive coordinator. So they went back to defense after two straight offensive guys getting Matt Eberflus, defensive coordinator from Indianapolis. This is going to be interesting, dude, because you know the Bears have always been – uh, big defensive team, so I, I'm happy. I'm happy for this because I know my my papa has been a big Bears fan since I was a little kid, and mm-hmm. you know Bears haven't been that great for a long time. So absolutely, this is good for Chicago. Yeah, I'm not entirely surprised that they went back to defense because that's their always been their bread and butter for the longest time. George Hallis was all about his defense. Um, you know, um, when uh, Ditka came along yep. and took over, he was about building his defense with Buddy Ryan. Um, you know, we all know the Ryan boys, Rex Ryan, and uh, on all that. Um, yeah. So uh, we know how they are defensive-minded guys. And so their father was definitely all about defense. And then, of course, for the longest time there after that, you know, they got uh, they ended up getting Lovey Smith, who was a defensive coordinator, turned head coach for them and a lot they did make it to a Super Bowl unfortunately they just ended up running into Peyton Manning yes and their defense just wasn't ready for Peyton Manning um obviously so it's so it's not really surprising uh they did try to give offensive guys a chance they went with Mark Tressman who was who had success as an offensive-minded guy in um, the Canadian Football League and then of course um, with Matt Nagy who was the offensive um, coordinator for the Chiefs there for a little bit um, with uh, Andy Reid. But you're going back to what you know, defense. And so you're hoping to build your defense. Their defense isn't that 
hasn't been that great under the past two um, head coaches that have been offensive minded. So they kind of want to build that back up. And you just got to just find somebody. It's not hard to find somebody to make sure you get the um, Justin Fields, you know, in continuous development. It's yeah. not really that going to be that hard. You just got to, you might have to work a little bit harder to find somebody, but there's going to be somebody who can help him. Oh, yeah. So, you know, offensive, quarter and co- offensive coordinator and quarterback-wise. So, I mean, you guys just got to figure it out. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so next up we have the Giants making their head coaching hiring of Brian Dable, uh, who was the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. So he worked with Josh Allen. It's going to be very interesting for the Giants, dude. Um, you know, they've always kind of been more of like, I wouldn't say they've always been offensive, but when they had Eli, they they kind of worked. Right. So, I mean, this might work out, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about their quarterback situation right now, but I know it hasn't been too great. So. Right, Daniel Jones has not lived yeah, up to his so. draft pick status. But what I will say is he has – he doesn't have the arm strength that Josh Allen has, but he's athletic like Josh Allen. He can actually run like Josh Allen can. He's not afraid to take a hit if he needs to, which I know a lot of people don't like doing, seeing their yeah. quarterback getting hit, whether you're Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or if you're Lamar Jackson, who we know you hate anyways, but still. You don't want to see your quarterback out there getting hit. You didn't like really seeing Roethlisberger getting hit either, but he no. would just do it. But um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, it's it's fun by me. <laughs> Especially if it's TJ Watt. Yep. <laughs> Laying the lumber. What I'm just saying, though, it's so he, he's he got athletic capabilities. He's not like he doesn't have some court kind of talent. He just doesn't have the arm strength that Josh Allen has. So Dable can probably come up with an offense, or you have enough draft picks, draft capital. You can either try to pry away. You know, we already know that um, – Russell, because he's married to Sierra, would love to move to New York. Um, that's been um, put out there a lot. So if you can make a trade work with Seattle, um, I don't think they'll. I don't. I don't think Aaron would want to go to New York for the simple fact that the New York media would destroy him with that with that attitude. Yeah, that attitude he has, New York will be all over his ass. Yeah, Denver would would be more his alley. Yeah. Um, you know so. You know, maybe getting Jimmy G if you want to go that route. Um, But, or look into the draft. Or, like I said, just stick with Daniel Jones and, you know, build up your team a little bit more. Uh, Because they're not not so far away that it's like, holy crap. You just got to figure out what you got at quarterback. And you just got to continue to build what you got. Your offensive line does need to get better because that's another problem. Their offensive line is terrible. They only got one really good um, offensive lineman. So their left tackle that they got recently in the draft. And, you know, it, so it's not like it's got awful because we already, you know, they got um, Kenny Galladay from Detroit and free agency. They picked up Kadarius Tooney from Florida, who's a speed guy. Um, they still got Sterling Shepard, who's a good receiver. He's not 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 like oh he's yeah. a great receiver, but he's not terrible. Yeah, he he's a good route runner. He's got decent hands. Um, so it's you know he got you got some weapons. You just got to figure out your offense line a little bit better. And um, your quarterback situation. Your quarterback, and you 
if you can get a healthy Saquon Barkley, that will make things even better. Oh, yes. And then you just got to work on your defense a little bit more. And their defense has got some key pieces, too. You just still got to build off of what you got. Oh, yeah. Um, but So it's not like it's bad. It's just you got to figure out your quarterback situation. You can get that squared away. You know, they're already saying, you know, we're going to work, you know, this coach speak, whatever you, you know, whatever you want to say about Jones, you're going to say what you want about Jones because he's there right now. Because that's, that's how it is. But we all know Jared Goff was a Ram until he wasn't. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> so we can say what we want about our quarterback. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be staying in New York for very much longer, to tell you the truth. He may get one more year if they don't like what they can't get. If yeah. they don't like anything they can possibly get. Yeah. This isn't a good year, really, for quarterbacks in the draft, unless you can get Pickett from Pitt. Yeah. Um, honestly, because any after that, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, I just wish the Steelers could get him, but I don't think he's going to fall that far. He ain't falling that far. He's probably played his way, and he's still got the combine. He's probably going to participate in one of these All-Star Bowl games, either the Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine game, whatever he decides to shoot, um, get invited to. And the combine between those two items, his draft stock is already mid-round, mid-first round, which is out of their range, to possibly now he'll probably be a top-ten pick. Yeah. Just because a quarterback needy team will see him there and just go, let's go ahead and do it. Pull the trigger, get Kenny Pickett, because we like what we've seen. All right, last coaching hire. This one was over the weekend and a little bit surprising because I didn't think he was ever leaving New England because Bill Belichick at some point has to retire, and I figured he was the one taking over. But Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator from the Patriots, is now head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Which is a very good pickup for the Raiders, man. Especially being, I know you don't like Bill Belichick, but being in that that general area of coaches, he does know how to win ball games. Yeah. And, uh, you know, winning ball games says a lot more than than how somebody feels about somebody. You, mm-hmm. you know, you can say what you want about him, but mm-hmm. dude knows how to win some ball games. So yeah. it's going to be good for the for the Raiders. I'm I'm happy for him, and and uh, maybe he was just getting tired of waiting on Belichick to uh, to know, retire retire. Right. So I'm going to leave the conversation with TJ out of this one because he's not happy with it right now. Um, I think it's initial shock first and foremost mm-hmm. because of who he was of who he is and i get it it didn't look good in denver at the same time that situation in denver at the time was hot garbage they had no quarterback they had nothing really and he was trying to do what he could as quickly as he could and he thought if anybody could get anything out of t-boat was going to be him so he went for it did it work out in his favor? Absolutely not, because he was then fired after that year. Fox took over. They got Peyton Manning. And then, of course, Tebow was traded to the Jets, and then and then so on and so forth down the line. And we all know how Tebow ended up flaming out, of course, and, yeah. in the NFL. Um, which I don't blame him because he's an offensive-minded guy. So he figured, well, if I can get – I can probably be the one that gets everything out of Tebow that we can get. Because he's offensive-minded. So he's like, well, Tebow's an offensive guy. I could probably do this. Um, 
He couldn't do it. Now he's coming into a situation where they still need some work on the offensive line. But he's got a really good running back. He's got some uh, he's got a really good tight end, some good, not great receivers which they can get taken care of, especially if one coming out of Green Bay hit can hit free agency and wouldn't mind hooking up with his college quarterback who is also the most hated Raider quarterback I've ever seen, despite all he does is win, despite how badly the team has been ran in his tenure as quarterback of the Raiders. It's not fair. Derek Carr is a good quarterback, mm-hmm. and I've always liked him. You you know, too, I've always been a, a Raiders fan, but I just kind of have fallen off from, from being – totally about them anymore because mm-hmm. of the drama with with their quarterback situation. I just don't care to hear about it. Right. So I just is what it is. And uh but I think he's a good quarterback and I, I think he deserves a lot more hell of a lot more credit than what he gets. He's the most underappreciated and undervalued quarterback in the entire league. Because all he does is manage to freaking win games where you like how did they win that? And then you look at the stats, and Carr went um, thirty-five from fifth, thirty-five of four, uh, fifty-one for three hundred twenty yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, and let a fourth-quarter comeback. Yeah, because it's freaking Derek Carr. Yeah, and he can do that. Despite the situation he's been given in Oakland, now Vegas, he now gets a coach. Whatever you have opinion-wise on Gruden, it is what it is, and we don't care. Yeah. I actually like Gruden. I don't like if he actually did all he said he did in the They said he did in the emails. Whatever. That's besides the point. But Gruden was not more worried about Gruden the GM, even though he was not in GM in title. He was GM of that team because he, he had the final decision on everything when it came to the roster. He was more worried about his reputation as a quote-unquote GM rather than he was about his reputation as a coach. And I think that cost him greatly in possibly building that Raiders franchise properly. I think he should have let Mayock have more control over the draft than he did. He basically cared about the first round, second round, and depending on who might still have been available, sometimes the third round, and say, that's who I want get him. And then after that, he let Mayock take over. Mayock found some good guys. Max Crosby was a late-round pick. Um, Hunter Renfro was a late-round pick. You know, um, they so they got some late-round guys that are are stellar. And I'm looking at that going, how did some of these other teams miss on some of these guys? Because they've been so stellar. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can also tell that these guys are Raider guys. That's they're They bleed black and silver. <laughs> They'd be weird now on any other team, but... Because it's how gritty and awesome they are. I'm not saying nasty because they're not nasty. They're fabulous guys. Um, and I've actually seen him talk. Uh, Max Crosby's talked to Colin Coward. I've seen him. He's a wonderful person. Um, he's, of course, mad his season ended already. But, you know, he's looking forward to next year and all that stuff. But And I've always actually liked Hunter Renfro. Um, I think he was very underrated. He kind of reminds me of how I felt of a, of a wide receiver, how I felt about Cooper Cup coming into the draft when we got him. Because I was like, well, if we didn't already have Cooper Cup, Hunter Renfro would be a great Cooper Cup right now. Yeah. 
And because I when he when Cooper came, I was like, I know he's not fast, but that dude can't drop a pass. It seems like, and he's also always open somehow. I'm like, I'd love him as a ramp. And then we got him, I was like, oh, yes, and he's been great since. And that's how I felt about Renfro. I was like, I'd love to have him, but we already got Cooper Cup. I don't think we're getting him. Yeah. <laughs> and we, of course, we didn't. He ended up a Raider. So, and I knew um, that situation was going to happen. So now Josh McDaniels has this golden opportunity. Let your – and they brought in Ziegler, uh, who was the de facto GM in New England. So it's a combo package of the two New England guys coming into the Raiders. Let Ziegler run his job as GM. Of course, you can make a lot of the final saves because you are the coach. You can determine how your roster is kind of set up. But when it comes to be in open communication, don't try to take over as GM, basically, and let him get you the guys you need to build that freaking offensive line. Because as soon as that offensive line is built, watch out because the Raiders, they're coming. Whether you, I don't care if you got Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if you got Justin Herbert. The Raiders, and I don't care if you're Denver and you get Aaron Rodgers, the Raiders will be coming. Oh, yeah. If they can get that offensive line situation done. That's the only thing that kills him because he doesn't have enough time all game long. Because if he had the time all game long, Carr would probably be considered a top five quarterback right now. Oh, yeah. The only reason why he's not because he doesn't have the time. And he makes do with it and still wins you enough games to make a playoff that you shouldn't have even been in because you fired your coach at three and two. Yeah. He carried that team. So, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Um, You are right, though. They are a couple of key players away from being Super Bowl contenders. Mm -hmm. Because if they did that without that. Yeah. Absolutely. The only thing I kind of didn't like about this whole situation I really thought the Raiders would have at least given Mayock a shot to make the determination of whether or not he could be a GM in the NFL without Gruden's influence. I would have liked to have seen if they would have given Mayock a shot at that. Mayock is, of course, going to be fine. He was an NFL network analyst. He'll probably end up either back there or ESPN will try to get him or something. You know, He's not, he's not going to be out of a job long. He'll be back with one of the major companies. Or maybe even a team will take a shot at, at him as a, an assistant GM or something. There you go, man. All right. So let's get to the final piece of the most surprising news of the weekend, which became official today on his Instagram page. Tom Brady's gone. <laughs> he retired. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus, because I don't want to listen to you know big man whine about Tom Brady anymore. Because that's all he does is bitch about Tom Brady. Now he can finally go away. You know what? I'd still take him as a Fox analyst over Troy Aikman. If he wanted to. I don't think he wants to. But I think I think he'd do good like on you know commentary or something. I think so, too. I think he should be the color commentator on Fox. There you go. And then also replace Joe Buck, too, and then I'd be a happy camper. Cause I'll listen to Tom Brady all day over that. <laughs> right. Because here's the thing, though. I don't think Tom Brady would be biased. No. Even if he had to call a New England game, I don't think he'd be biased. No. Or a Tampa game. Because he's too much of an asshole. He is. He just, he just puts it out he there. He won't care. He don't care. I don't think he'd care. He'd be like, yeah, I play for New England. 
Well, you kind of like in a polite way saying, fuck you, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically is how I think you would do it. I'm just I'm just so elated, though. We don't have to worry about whether or not Tom Brady's going to make the Super Bowl. I don't have to worry about whether or not the team is getting favoritism from the referees because they have Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady retired, and there's a big fan base out there that's pretty upset about this, but then there's other, other of us that are like, thank you, finally, this is over. Um, It wasn't that he didn't play good. It wasn't that he wasn't a great quarterback. The problem with him was he won too much. And the problem it was, was is he benefited it, from cheating. It was irritating to watch him win all the damn time. The dude only has two legitimate Super Bowls in his pocket out of his seven that he has. Because unfortunately, Atlanta choked. That's still two more than you'll ever have. So, I mean, so we can sit here and talk trash all we want, but I mean. That's it, though. That's all he's got. Only two legit. Because Atlanta choked badly. And freaking. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Seattle, well, no, he, no, Seattle was the deflate game. Um, the second time he beat us, they didn't cheat. We just couldn't fucking stop Gronk when we needed to. Yeah, so blame Gronk. I will blame Gronk, damn it. I wonder if he's next. I don't know. He says that Tom's decision will influence his. I just don't. I'm sorry. I love Trask. I don't think he's ready yet. So if you're Gronk, are you going to go with Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask as your quarterback and possibly get a pass over the middle and have your knee taken out one more time and be done with football going out on a cart? I know. Just just retire. Come to the WWE. We go need, back to the WWE. We need you. I would love more than anything as Gronk and Pat McAfee on the color commentator team. <laughs> yes. one, I still don't really care for Michael Cole. And those two would get his blood pressure up so high. <laughs> right. Because of the energy. I just think that. That Michael Cole's having fun again now. I've noticed he is. He's, he's he having fun again. He said that too. So. He's like Pat McAfee has actually added years to his career because he's actually enjoying the business again. Yeah. And I really think as soon as it's because WWE kind of screwed things up when they removed him from Jr. and Cole. I mean, not Cole King Lawler. Yeah. And then when they just had him and Lawler. I don't really think either one of them really wanted to do that weird rivalry bullshit they had to do that yeah, culminated it, in that match at, at WrestleMania. It was weird. I really don't think either one of them wanted to do that, and I think that's what threw them off the longest. Because we all know they didn't really not like each other because yeah. we all remember the heart attack Lawler was having on Monday Night Raw when Cole had to sort of kind of keep the match talking going but at the same time had very much concern for Lawler as he's laying there in pain about to possibly die from a heart attack yeah you know trying his best to keep it going while also over concern over his longtime partner and friend yeah you know so 
It's just, it, I don't think, I think that was just weird. I, I just really think it'd be cool to have Gronk go to WWE and, you know, even be like a, be like an intercontinental champion or. You want him to wrestle, wrestle. I want him to wrestle. I don't want him to be on commentary. I want him to wrestle and I want him to beat some ass. Maybe, maybe he's the one that can end the tribal chief. <laughs> <laughs> You, if you hear this Gronk, do it. Right. Uh, I just I just feel bad for Gronk because I just I would hate to see him have to play for one of these quarterbacks. We already know Gabbert's trash. We know Trask just needs a chance to develop, but yeah. I would hate for Trask to have to be the one that throws that pass right up the middle and, uh, and he throws it bad and leads him right into a, a defender who takes him out at the knee. And that's it. Yeah. It's over. You know if he gets another knee shot, he ain't coming back. I'd hate to see it for him. Because at least at least with Brady, Brady only ever once did that to him, and Brady felt bad. I'll give Brady credit for that. He got Gronk lit up once in the knee, and he felt so bad for Gronk. Yeah. I, I think Brady almost cried over that when he saw that Gronk was, Gronk was still down with an injury. Yeah. I think Tom took his helmet off and was kneeled down to him, and I almost think he almost cried. He felt so bad because um, you never want to do that to your to your teammate. Oh, not at all. Um, and you know, and then after that, he's always trying to take care of Gronk. He's always trying to make sure he was going to get him a pass that wasn't going to get him killed yeah. or hit. <laughs> so, you know, it's one thing if you ter- throw a quick pass and Gronk turns around and tries to lay out somebody himself, but <laughs> he never in- tried to lead him into a way where he was going to get him hit. Um, whether you know, I mean, it's not ever going to be intentional. You're never going to intentionally try to get your teammate hurt. I'm just saying, um, where what might possibly lead to him getting hurt. So he, I think, he'd rather take a sack than have Gronk going across the middle or up and getting shellacked in the knee ever again. So I just, I don't know. I think Gronk would probably be better off to go ahead and ride off in the sunset right now, or you know, you know, uh, come to LA because <clears throat> you're a free agent, anyways. <clears throat> <laughs> Just saying, you look pretty good in that blue and yellow, bro. <laughs> yeah, he would, and he'd fit right in. So. Yeah, you know, you love the party. LA is a party town, bro. <laughs> the only well, other place I could actually plus see. Plus, you're him. just trading one sun for the next. I mean, really, honestly, it's warm down there, too. The only thing I could actually, you know what actually would make the most sense? And of course, they would love it because. Because I always thought of him this way. He would be a perfect Raider. <laughs> right. Because he's just that type of guy on the field. Oh, yeah. On the field, he embodies the the Raiders. He's a Raider guy. Oh, yeah. Plus, now it's in Vegas. He would have so much fun. <laughs> right. He'd probably have too much fun. And I'd still buy the jersey. Oh, yeah. I still want to get a Gronk creamsicle. That's what I really want. It's right. a grown green screamsicle. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, but Tom Brady, we made this about Gronk. It's supposed to be about Tom. <laughs> My bad. Um, but, yeah, so Tom Brady's retired. <sighs> Congratulations, you bastard, <laughs> on a Hall of Fame career. Uh, and But I will say this. We took you out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be uh, kind of odd not seeing any quarterback that we grew up watching. That's the end anyway. of our childhood. That is. Yeah. Yikes. 
our teen years. That's that was the last quarterback from basically our teen years. Yeah. You remember when when Vinny Testaverde? Oh yeah. Was still throwing the ball, yeah. and everybody was clamoring and wondering when he was going to retire because the dude just would never retire. Right. So That's when I thought about Tom Brady, I was like, "Are you just going to die on the football field?" Right. <laughs> That's what it certainly seemed like. I was surprised. I was really surprised, though, because I didn't see him going out that way. But at the same time, is it better to leave while you're on top of your game still or to possibly look like Roethlisberger in a year or two? Then there's that, because two years ago, I was already good. You need to go. (laughs) You need to go, fool. Yeah, because when you sit there and say that to the press – that maybe I just don't have it in me anymore, then that tells me that you're just, you're biding your time. That was four years ago, because that was uh, in 2017 when we watched the It game. was four years ago, well. So. That was four years ago, because that's when we were watching uh, the week before we went to Jacksonville, after Jacksonville just picked Has it off. Has it been that long Five since times. we went to a game? Yes. We need to go again, I damn know. it. I know. Four and a half years now. Well, we're, we're going to go to the, the orange and blue game and check that out. I think that would be cool. And uh, maybe uh, next, maybe next uh, you know, NBA talk, we can talk a little bit about our little, uh, our little uh, yeah. Game we went to? Game we went to. Sure. Why, why am I drawing a blank? I don't know. I'm tired. I know you are. Um, but uh, so that'll do it for us. We'll be back, of course. We got um, AEW talk coming up. We got a recap, of course, the Rumble. Sorry, we didn't get you the preview. We forgot that it was on Saturday, not Sunday, because I forgot that WWE wasn't going to challenge the NFL. Oh, by the way, I saw the meme, and I'm still saying it, and I'm agreeing with it. The WWE needs to find the writers for the NFL because the NFL knows how to script some shit. <laughs> then there's that. Then there's that, right? <laughs> because. Super Wild Card Weekend, the Divisional Round, and the Conference Championships. That have all crazy. been crazy, yeah. Crazy good. So, can't wait to see what they come up with the Super Bowl. And hopefully it ends in the Rams winning at home in L.A. Yep. So far, baby. So, we'll have the recap, though, for the Rumble. And then, of course, we got more baseball, basketball talk. And the next football talk, um, we'll probably catch you up on any coaching um, oh, don't forget, all. dude! Don't forget, we got we got some shake and bake coming soon I too. I was getting to that. I'm just saying, I'm excited about this. I can't I can't wait to see it. I was getting to that. Good. Let's let's anyways, get to it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we will recap any more transactions, coaching wise, and we'll discuss um, how the Jaguars have basically botched their coaching search so far, uh, <laughs> because they have. Um, we'll discuss that next time because we're way over time now. And then, of course, we will also be bringing you the return of Shake and Bake NASCAR Talk as the clash will be from the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. It's going to be awesome, dude. If you haven't seen the track online yet, go check it out. It's really weird to see a racetrack inside the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. It's a little crazy, but I'm looking forward to it on Sunday. It's going to be cool, dude. On Fox, make sure you catch it. It's going to be fun. Hopefully, Junior's going to be a part of the commentating team somehow. I wish he was actually going to be racing it because 
I know he's supposed to be retired, but I'd come back for that one. Yeah. To say you were in the L.A. Memorial Coliseum race. Yeah. Quite ready to cap off your career, technically, I think. Other than the fact that you would have been nice if you would have won a championship. But anyways, he's in the hall with his daddy, so he's good. He made it to the hall, so. All right, so that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep keep on on talking talking sports. Hey, everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.